0: What
1: I would do if I didn't win, I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Travis Bean, and today we have a very special guest, not just any guest. This guest has spoken to Kanye West, been in the same vicinity as Kanye West, breathed the same air as him. That is pretty rare. We get that on this show. We have the one and only Christina Binkley. How are you doing today, Christina?
2: I'm great. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Um, just a small little embarrassing note, we actually already talked for like 15 minutes and I forgot to hit record. (laughs) So we're going to try to recapture some of this gold that we had going. That
2: Um, was our rehearsal. (laughs) Uh,
1: We have Christina on today because she wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal called The Creation and the Myth of Kanye West. Uh, It was an article I believe you wrote over a nine-month period, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't write, I wrote it in about a week, but I oh. spent nine months on and off watching and observing and deciding if I wanted to write the piece. It took me a long time to think if uh, I actually wanted to write something.
1: Yeah, I guess as a journalist, uh, that would be pretty crazy if you wrote a story over a nine-month period.
2: Uh, you mean actual writing? That was, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, pain. <laughs> like, you just wrote like a couple those, words a day. So horrible! <laughs> Can't even think about that.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you spoke to Kanye West. You wrote a whole article on his uh, fashion exploits. And uh, before we launch into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career and how you got to this point?
2: Sure, sure. I um, I'm a journalist. I've spent most of my career writing. Um, you know, as a beat reporter and writing business um, features and stories and news coverage for the Wall Street Journal, um, I am now a freelancer. I left the journal um, as, a, as a staff writer a couple of years ago, although I still write for the magazine pretty frequently. And um, and I, at some point after years covering the casino industry, I started writing, for, I became the the Wall Street Journal's fashion columnist which had me traveling around going to fashion shows in Paris and Milan and London and New York and sort of learning to understand this strange industry that we call fashion. I'm not a fashion person, so it was an exercise. And uh, along the way, I started bumping into Kanye West. This is like 10 years ago when he was um, starting his um, fashion uh, sort of attempts, beating his head against the wall, trying to, to break into the industry. And I found it very curious that he would want to do that. And, uh, sort of over a decade, that sort of bubbled up into the article that just ran.
1: Mm. I got to get into an industry where I just bump into Kanye West. Like that must be, that's the dream right there
2: <laughs> for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's been an, uh, a strange experience and a real privilege over, you know, when as a, I had these crazy industries because the casino business I covered for years and then the fashion industry. um, I've written a little bit about Hollywood. And so, you know, I've just had these jobs where you do bump into people. Um, When I was a young, much younger reporter, I remember somebody saying, I was going off to meet, I can't remember some billionaire famous person, something actor, maybe. And um, they, they just, sort of grizzled editor said, just remember, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> so, but that actually, when I was younger and um, sort of more in awe of the people I was interviewing and meeting, that advice actually helped me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you touched on something um, earlier back when I forgot to hit record, like it was my first week on a reporting job, <laughs> um, <laughs> that Kanye, you know, it, it, the energy of Kanye at a fashion show is like, he's a guy that's not supposed to be there. And that really was the story of him. It, it's really always been the story of him because you know, at the beginning of his career, he, he was a producer and people told him not to rap and look what he went on to do. And he, he's kind of done the same thing of fashion. Um, that must be interesting. That's an interesting energy to be around, like s- somebody who's kind of outside and not supposed to be there and suddenly just kind of commanding the room.
2: Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, two things. I mean, He, I didn't know this when when um, when he was starting all of of his fashion exploits, as he called them. Um, But I've since learned that that is a prime motivator for him in anything. Like if you tell him not to do it, he is going to want to do it. He literally cannot stand to be told not to do something. And um, I mean, I, I wondered actually during some of the reporting and the conversations I had with him what it would have been like. I'm a mom, so I see things through mom eyes, you know. And I was—I used to think, what on earth was must have been, been to be his mom um, when he was a little boy and saying, you know, don't stick your finger in the fan, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, probably stick his finger in the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: most definitely.
2: And that was true in fashion. It, it, you know, fashion people are not impressed at another famous person who wants to come along and be a fashion designer. There's just there's so much of that. So mm. he didn't have his his star power wasn't um it wasn't as helpful. I mean it you know, he had money and he had enough, you know, he got to have some fashion shows, but the people sitting at those fashion shows were not going to be impressed unless he did something that actively in the fashion impressed them. So he had a he had a hard time with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um and I know I mean you as you said, you bumped him to um at shows and stuff, but what, what came, what came the moment where you finally decided to write an article about him and and how does one even like contact a Kanye West and like get into his space in his studio or wherever where like he does all of his ideas?
2: Well, that's what, this was kind of a weird thing because I wasn't intending to. It was his, his people reached out to me in a kind of an odd way. Um, I can't, honestly you remember exactly how it happened i think somebody dm'd me on instagram or something and said (laughs) this thing was going on and he was going to create the perfect hoodie and i sort of rolled my eyes um (laughs) and you know i i mean i had been pretty harsh critic of his earlier fashion um his the stuff that he would put out in paris um years ago and 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 but there, uh, sort of. So I so I entertained a conversation with this person. It wasn't Kanye. It was somebody who, who he who works with him. Um, and it wasn't. There was no press people. He doesn't really now. Very recently, he's hired a press team. But he didn't have anybody for most of the past years. Didn't really have the typical entourage that a celebrity mm-hmm. have. Anyway, so I was having this conversation on and off with with this person about what Kanye was up to and. Um, I you know, he made it clear that Kanye was interested in something um, being written about, about sort of his his sort of reemergence into fashion. It wasn't clear what he was thinking. I think he wanted a sort of Kanye reborn kind of piece. Mm. Um, and these these conversations went on for months. And I was sort of putting it off going, I don't, you know, I don't, I just didn't find anything that other than his celebrity that really struck it struck me as something I wanted to write about until I started sort of thinking about all of the bad things I've written about his fashion designs. And then, (laughs) and I thought, you know, like I've been, I'd actually been saying this to people, those, his colors that he started doing when he reintroduced Yeezy in New York and it became, instead of him trying to do high luxury fashion, it sort of became, uh he, the first couple of collections were with Adidas, I don't know if you remember that, and they were they were mm-hmm. like you know, like underwear or t shirts um and it the clothing them itself wasn't remarkable, but the colors were remarkable at the time and if I go back in my memory, I remember that first show he did in New York sitting there thinking, why is he putting a whole bunch of weirdly colored sort of <laughs> beigey pinky ochre underwear here and why are we all sitting here looking at this right and I sort of walked out probably wrote something I don't remember what it was and didn't think about it again and then he did it another couple of seasons and then of course you fast forward five years and oh my god the whole freaking world yeah is wearing those colors (laughs) you know (laughs) it's on me and I think you know I started to think well it snuck up on all of us and I don't think he's even credited with that really um it's a, it's, it's a strange, but rather amazing phenomenon to change the colors that people are interested in wearing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to have the the fashion insight because, you know, we all see those easy seasons as Kanye fans and just like bug eyed like all jaw dropped, like love it because it's Kanye and we love Kanye. But yeah, I guess from your perspective, what do you see now in his work that's evolved and matured? Like, do you do you like what he's putting out now?
2: Yeah, I do a lot. Um, first of all, it's not just silly, goofy ideas that haven't been um that haven't been finished properly. His the first collections mm-hmm. that he did when he was he had a collection, and he, he never even quite finished figured out what to call it. He did those two shows in Paris. Um and most people now just say that was the Kanye West collection. Yeezy hadn't happened yet, but at the time he 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 named it after his mom. It was gonna be like the Donde collection wasn't clear. And anyway, um, those were just, I mean, they were bad collections, we have to face it. They just, it was, the stuff looked silly. It didn't fit the models right. Um, but there were ideas in there that have become trends since then, like um, like using shearling on the exterior of shoes instead of the interior of shoes. Um, and so, but now if you look at what he's doing, for one for thing, like the show that he just had in Paris, I forget, I think it was 18 looks. It was really finite. He mm. chose the things that he's putting out there. They do look a little Star Warsy. We know he's into Star Wars. <laughs> but okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It he he did, there was nothing extra in any of those. I mean, there wasn't even an extra t-shirt. It was the items almost almost like a a a, a museum collection would be done. You chose you choose a specific finest pieces and you do them now whether or not you want to wear that is another thing some people don't want to wear a puffer vest and um sort of you know dirt color but um but they are what they are and you can look at those clothes and know that Kanye West designed them those are clearly easy you would never mistake it for anybody else's designs yeah and that's of course that's a brand that's what fashion yeah. is
1: yeah Wow, yeah. Um, so over the course of the nine months of the back and forth, the communication, um, how did you find a through line to shape all of that information you were getting into what you put together? Like, when did the story really start to come together to you?
2: Um, I guess it was probably this fall. I started to realize, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm gonna, it was like November. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met I met with him when he was doing uh the opera here in 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 los angeles he did an opera at nebuchadnezzar at the at the hollywood bowl and that was the first time i saw the vest i had been learning about the perfect hoodie for a while and um and i and i kind of was just intrigued at this idea of of, of trying to perfect something that's that's not you know it's a hoodie like everybody does mm-hmm. right but he wanted those very special hoodie the first one that i saw I think I saw it in September, in September. Um, I, I not I wish I'd put it on a scale. I mean, that hoodie was so heavy, that material that it was made of that I I'm going to guess it weighed 10 pounds. Um, I'm not very good at weighing, but that would be like two bags of flour, right? Yeah. It probably weighed about 10 pounds. Um, it was crazy. And, uh, So by the, by the fall, I was like, I think, I think there's something I want to write about. I'm still, it's been bugging me for years. Why the hell does this guy care so much about doing fashion? And um, let me just find out. And so that became, that became the, the through line for me is, you know, why does he care about fashion? And then I sort of had to deal with these other things. Thank God I didn't have to go through the, the, the whole, um, Taylor Swift saga stuff it, there's oh come through his life that you just like, like it, it It had there had to be Trump in this piece right because you can't yeah. write about Kanye and his fashion without everybody being oh my god what about Trump with the MAGA hat so <laughs> um, I managed to I was very proud of myself to write the whole piece and never once mentioned the Taylor Swift saga so that I'm glad that I don't even really understand that you probably understand that way better
0: than I do.
1: Yeah. And can you touch on the Trump stuff really quick uh, for anyone who hasn't written about it and how that factored in?
0: Oh
2: yeah. I, you know, um, you know, back to that idea of you can't tell Kanye West not to do something because he'll do it. Mm. I realized it took me a long time to understand this because this is an apolitical guy, to be honest with you. He's you know, you're just not gonna sit down and and talk through political concepts or strategies or or what these issues are. He is focused on his issues and that's it, period. And And yet he's become so closely allied with Donald Trump and make America great again, that you really can't mention Kanye to any human being without them bringing that up. Um, And, and, you know, and, and having many conversations, it seemed like, um, with him about that, I realized that every, every time I would prod him and ask him about it, it would always come back to his basic point is, is don't tell me I have to be a Democrat because I'm Black. And, mm. uh, and he, he came back to that so many times that I realized that is the bottom line. Like, <laughs> he is not going to be a Democrat because you told him that he should be a Democrat. And, yeah. um, and, I, and and I think he likes Donald Trump a lot. I mean, clearly he does. And they have temperaments that are not dissimilar, so.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, Kanye likes Trump because Trump was told he can't be president, just like Kanye and everything he's done in his career. Like, he obviously relates to him.
2: Yeah, completely.
1: Um, so, and this question I, I really wanna ask because it'll be good prep for me when I someday get to interview Kanye. Um, what is it like like when you step into the room finally with Kanye and you're ready to interview him? Like, what is it like, like what's it like to ask Kanye West the question? All your preconceived notions about him and everything you, you think you know about him, you come in and like you're ready to talk to him. What's it like communicating with him? Um
2: that's interesting. Um I mean, when I when I sat down to have an actual in-depth conversation with him the first time I'd met him a few times before over the years. I don't, so I, so I I had conceptions Mm -hmm. about him that way. And I, I just say, you know, having spent more time with him now, I would say he's kind of, he strikes me as kind of fragile. Um, he's not like a big, loud person. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that he could stand in the corner of a room and nobody would notice him. (laughs) Um, I mean, I actually, that sort of happened at one point in this whole process. There were some people in his studio and um, I started talking with them and other people joined in and pretty soon it was like this blah, blah, blah conversation. And then I realized, oh my God, we totally forgot Kanye. He's over there. <laughs> How rude, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I don't know whether he minded that or not. I have no idea. Uh, so uh, he might have. but he's not a loud person and he, um, he I think he repeats, you know, after multiple conversations, he, he comes back to the same themes over and over. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and, and which is probably a wise thing, you know, he's got a message that he wants to get out there. I think he's pretty smart about getting out there. He's clearly super bright. and um, And I think he's focused on his things in a way that, that it's like a terrier. He's not going to let go of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's actually, that was helpful to me as a journalist in sort of, again, trying to understand what these under, underlying sort of urges are within him to want to do these things. Um, he's not articulate in the way that he could sort of, like some, you know, some politicians are really good and some CEOs right. are really good about, you know, that you, you ask them a question and they, in eight words, they wrap it all up. And um, that's not Kanye, like he's gonna start and it's gonna be kind of circular and it's gonna go around. And then at the very end, the conversation will sort of tail back to where it began and you have your answer. And it might take 30 minutes to do that.
1: (laughs) That's that's kind of what I was getting at is like when you ask Kanye a question, like it is not the normal question answer process. He is somebody who kind of, I think as you said, has these themes he wants to hit and uh, can it feel like sometimes he's not answering your question?
2: Well, it does at first. Yeah. Like I asked you about the color blue and you're all (laughs) off telling me the sun is yellow. What? You know, and then, but then then it comes back and sometimes on to so many other places that when he comes back to it, you've forgotten you started there and then you'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. I did ask that question. So (laughs) but I don't mind, you know, honestly, I like interviews that are conversations and not, I don't go Mm -hmm. into interviews with like a list of questions I want to answer. Um, So I think people reveal themselves in conversation in really intriguing ways. And so I found that pleasant. I like, I enjoyed my conversations with him.
1: Yeah. Um, What do you think would surprise people most about Connie that you learned? Just like, maybe it's just like normal everyday interactions of him or something you saw in a studio, the way he works, like what's something like an insight you got in the Kanye that you don't think most people get?
2: Um, well, I put one of them in the story that he wore Hanes brief, the knit boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not put in the story that he had, when he took his shoes off at one point and he wore R E I socks. Um, so, you know, do you know what REI is? I do not know. Oh, REI are these, it's called, I think it starts stands for recreational equipment, something, right? incorporators, and then it's outdoors stores and they sell really good, rugged outdoors gear. Um, it's not a luxury company at all, but if you want to buy a good backpack, um, to go hiking in the Sierras, go to REI. And he had REI brand socks on, it really struck me as not, um, you know, for a guy who wants to be in luxury fashions, like spending his life in luxury fashion, (laughs) that's sort of, I guess it would be a little bit like wearing Tevas to Paris fashion week or something would be (laughs) You can see that now, but like five years ago, that would have been like, Oh my God, tivas!" Um, (laughs) anyway, I thought, you know, he's just like, obviously if you, if you look at the underwear and socks that people wear as sort of, um, uh, a, a, a sort of a, a characteristic that speaks mm-hmm. to who they really are. You'd have to say, underlying all this stuff, Kanye West is really a practical guy that likes yeah. stuff that's fairly priced.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, the fashion insight. I I I wanted to ask this, but I don't I don't want to sound dumb because if there's anybody who's the opposite of fashion, it's hi, me. Um, but like he, he seems to have been really have this like kind of blue collary look lately you know what i mean
2: blue collary, huh
1: like um like a like a working man you know like out in the ranch and stuff
2: oh yeah that's true that's very true yeah
1: yeah that's interesting do you find that interesting and is that is there something i don't know that like reveals something about him like the that style of dressing
2: well it's except that that's big that's been like a chic thing in the fashion business okay um it started a few—I mean, quite a few years ago now—but like flannel shirts got to be really big, um, and so I, you know, it's hard for me to tell when Kanye's doing that whether he's picking up on what's highly fashionable and mm-hmm. um, that you're seeing with all these fashion people who, you know, I, I, it, actually I find it—it's—it's it's discomforting to to watch it happening because it's a, a little bit along the lines of slumming when you see people who. Mm-hmm have a closet full of Gucci and and Louis Vuitton. And, and now they're like, Oh, look at my LL Bean (laughs) flannel shirt. Um, But, um, but with Kanye, then, you you know, if you look at this ranch thing and he's in love with Wyoming now. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I think those, you know, it does kind of make sense. He's totally into the Wyoming thing right now. He gets it wrong in a lot of places. Like he keeps talking about sage that is growing on the ranch. And at first I was like, sage grows on a ranch? But sage is a Mediterranean herb. What is it doing (laughs) on... And then it turned out he's talking about sagebrush, which is a totally different, you know, Uh thing entirely. So he's learning. It's it's not like he has a lot of experience. Um, Yeah. This, but and I worry a little bit about the environment. He's got these, those Sherps, those all terrain vehicles that are gigantic and frightening looking. Um, <laughs> and he's got a fleet of them. Just, I hope. I,
1: Did you get they, on one?
2: Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, I would. I mean, if I had, you know, an opportunity, but I, I just, I, I don't think they're very good for the environment at all. <laughs> like, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Like a putin um, vehicle i mean they're literally russian they're a putin vehicle
1: I, i'm really curious about like the kanye creative space because w- one of the the famous stories about him on, when he was on his yeezus tour is that he had uh the movie the holy mountain playing in the background on um, backstage mm-hmm. because he really wanted to capture like the feel of that movie and he wanted to inform everybody who was like out there doing the show with him um and i know he kind of did something similar he had what did he have uh Agire, The Wrath of God, was that playing in the background, right?
2: Oh, you mean in, in his studio there on the screens? Yeah. yeah. He had, it was programmed, so throughout the day it would change. Uh, like, every time you'd look at it, it would be another movie. Um, There was um some anime in there. The thing is, is that he didn't know what that was. Like, I asked him at one point, what's that up there? And he was like, I don't know. And I said, well, who decides? And he said, well, somebody programs it. So... <laughs> I don't know how much that, whoever programmed it clearly knew that he would like that kind of Mm. thing up there, but I didn't, I don't think he's sort of a film aficionado of the stuff that was up there. He does bring up film a lot though. Well, even like he's talked about his Deadpool year, he, you know, compared the Mm -hmm. year that sort of everything went wrong and he ended up hospitalized as Deadpool, which um you know it tells you a lot about how you, what a sucky year that was um, <laughs> but also that you can kind of come through it whole
1: yeah yeah i actually really want to get into his relationship with movies and how you read that because chris and i we before we ever did the kanye west podcast we wrote about movies and that mm-hmm. was like trajectory of our career and we started talking about kanye because we saw his albums as movies you know we saw narratives and we huh. knew that Connie really liked movies. So I'm just wondering like, w- what do you think that reveals about him that he like brings up movies so much and sees them as such a big part of his life?
2: I think he's highly, highly visual. I think everything, I mean, I know Vanessa Beecroft at one point, I bumped into her a lot working on this too. She's an um, she's a, an artist and best known really as a performance artist, um, this Italian, but she's moved to the United States for years and um, has been a longtime collaborator with him. I'm sorry, you, you, you and everybody who listens to this probably knows that, so. Um, but um, she told me, she showed me these drawings that she had, like sheaths of drawings on her lap one time. And, um, and I was like, well, what is that? And she told me that that was how she communicated with Kanye when they're doing projects, that she didn't put words, she didn't use words, she didn't put words on paper. She would draw a picture and give it to him and then that was like a super fast way for him to grasp what she was getting at and sort of get the whole concept and um and I noticed that too he he is a visual person he did have words around the studio to remind him of things but they were, it was it would be like a word or two words mm-hmm. um and then everything else was drawings when he was was working with tessa his head designer like they would stand there and stare uh, at whatever they were working like when they were working on the vest um and then they would like bunch it up and try some pins here and then stretch it out over here and then stand back and and sort of stare at for really long 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 time with no (laughs) words and then bunch it up a little more you know that's sort of the whole process Uh and i think i i suspect that that in, ter- in terms of entertainment or communicating or storytelling that for him film I mean, if you're a super visual person film is going to be it right right in terms of storytelling i i didn't i mean i think that's really interesting um i would love to have talked with you before i was writing this article or as i was writing it actually <laughs> because that's an interesting perspective on him that you yeah. have that his albums are that his albums are movies
1: yeah Um, we've always said that if we ever get Kanye in the show, we kind of just want to talk about movies with him. (laughs) Like we don't want to do the typical Kanye interview and like get deep into like we think we could find so much if we just ask him about his favorite movies and like what really? Yeah, I don't know. That would be amazing.
3: Have you invited him onto your show?
1: <laughs> I kind of don't know how to. Um, I mean, we've we've touched base with a lot of people like in his universe, in the Kanye universe. Um, but no, we've never like formally reached out.
2: Oh, I think you should.
1: Yeah, we I probably think should.
2: I really enjoy that conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he would. I think he would uh, like talking about something other than everything that <laughs> he's always asked in those kind of interviews.
2: Yeah. Well, whatever you ask him, he'll answer what he wants to answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, um,
2: yeah, but he might really want to talk about this things. I suspect he wants Yeah.
1: To. Yeah. Hope, oh, well, one of these days we'll uh, muster up the strength to do it. Um, and it, but I actually was kind of going off the, the movie thing and the movies he has playing in the background. Of, what is his creative space like? Like, how does he interact with people in his camp? You know, because we hear a lot of stuff about the way he makes music. And how he is extremely collaborative and how a lot of his fans kind of don't like that about him now. You know, he used to be this guy who was holed up in a studio by himself, making all the beats himself. And now he sees so much value in having all these people around him feeding him ideas. Um, is, it, is it similar with fashion?
2: Massively. Not just fashion, everything else he's doing too. All the projects that I saw him working on, um, it, it was collaborations and um you know he brings like the the artist meg webster for instance who um he's brought in and she's consulting with him on some the the, several of his projects um that he's doing in wyoming um she she did some installations some art installations for this show that he did in paris and and, you know Meg, meg webster is like a she's a big name and she's had a very big and long career. Um, She's about to have a retrospective with the Dia. Um, She knows she's not the kind of person that you would expect a a rapper to say, Mm -hmm. come help me with this project. That's, you know, I mean, she's not an architect. She's not designing a house. She's an artist. So, but she's just one person of many who are there who um, he sort of collects. I mean, he, Heard about James Terrell um, the light artist who's been um, creating a, a, um, a sort of extraordinary monument in uh, in northern Arizona um, over many many decades and Kanye has started financially supporting this now but also then um, has brought Terrell in and Terrell is also, uh, sort of consulting, I, I don't know, I guess that's the right word, but, you know, working with, collaborating with Kanye on, on these ideas that Kanye has about the shapes of rooms and the way light enters them and the way we, we perceive light. And all of this stuff is is him sort of create, you know, just reaching out for people that he hears about. I mean, at one point in the studio, we were um, just talking, I can't even remember what the subject came up, but it, it, it he um somebody mentioned um the the fashion brand Bottega Veneta who has a very hot new designer now for the last year or so um and the last designer of Bottega Veneta a guy by the name of um, Thomas Meyer um is sort of um the name his name came up and but and th- Thomas has disappeared for the last couple of years since he lost that job at Botanica and his own like Named brand, his eponymous brand was closed because it was owned by the same company. And this, this sort of came up in conversation. And then Kanye looked at me and he goes, "Well, so where is Thomas Meyer now?" And I said, "I guess he's in Florida. That's where he used to live." And then he just got quiet and he thought for a minute. And I thought, "Oh my God, you know, I'm going to reach out. Thomas Meyer is going to end up in this whole thing." I have no idea if that's the case. I've not, you know, asked anything about it or said anything since then. But, um, but that's I, that's sort of the way it works. Or he'll say um, he, he'll, he, he has um, uh, Lawrence Lawrence Chambers, who's a um, uh, um, works with him. On his team was um, was sort of tasked with finding people to bring in new ideas and so Lawrence mm-hmm. have been found um, Don Goldworm who is um, works with scents and, and she's the one who created the scent for Yeezy now and will be creating some other ones and, um, you know Don's this incredible person who has a business um, when when Christie's had its old master's week last year um and was selling you know all these old master paintings and sculptures and things like that they hired dawn to do the scent of old masters to scent that room mm-hmm. nike hired her to do the scent of nike so when you open a box of nike sneakers there will be a scent that comes out of that and that's actually been created by dawn and um and you know so now she's working with funny west because he asked somebody <laughs> to go find of an extraordinary scent person, and and they did. So yes, collaborative to the extreme. I think he, I mean, he (laughs) talked about this to me, saying that he's sort of now in a position of not never doing anything himself, but um, having to sort of discuss his vision and articulate his vision for all of these people that he's working with so they understand where he's going with it and that, that's, mm. that's how, that's really how he sees what his job is now.
0: Mm.
1: As somebody who's been in the fashion game for so long, is that atypical or is that something do you often see with people?
2: That's t- that's totally typical, that's the way it works. So okay. take, take Karl Lagerfeld, like he was designing Fendi and Chanel and uh, his own Karl Lagerfeld and plus many other projects for many years. He could not, no one human being could never have designed all that stuff, right? So hmm. he would be he would be providing the direction for Fendi the season or Chanel the season or whatever it was and then there would be literally hundreds of people that would go out and create that.
1: Hmm. Um in the all the interactions you you had with them, is there any specific event, conversation, moment maybe it made it into the article maybe it didn't that has just stuck a few the most and this is how you remember Kanye?
2: Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um I it would be hard to choose one. Um largely I think because um you know he's not like a huge personality. I think I sort of mm-hmm. talked about that a little before. So um I've um I've found myself feeling, you know, affectionate toward him because there's a sweetness there. Um and Probably, you know, I told you I'm a mom, so I see things through mom's eyes. But mm-hmm. after his show in Paris, his oldest daughter, North, had rapped a little bit at the end of the fashion show with the mic up there. And I was looking at Kanye while she was doing that. And he he was like in total dad ecstasy. He, just, <laughs> yeah, he was just so enjoying. And I met North a few times before. I also wrote about Kim Kardashian um, a while back and North had come to, um, an interview that I did with, with her. And so I'd got us North is a, a she, she's like a little carbon copy of Kanye and, um, just, a you know, loves to be out in front, loves to be performing. And, um, and, and then after, after there was this Horrible crush where people were trying to get at Kanye and his guards were trying to get him to safety inside. After that, and when when we sort of got you know extracted from that mess, he like he didn't even know think about that. He was just so excited about what North had done. uh, (laughs) I used a quote from where He said, "I'm really feeling like a dad now," but he just couldn't calm down about that. And then North was they they were doing a photo shoot with it was going to be Kim and Kanye and North in the photo shoot and then North kicked her parents off the photo stage because she wanted to be photographed by herself. (laughs) And they were just so enraptured with their daughter. It was really sweet. It was adorable.
1: Were uh, any of Connie's family members there when you went to the the space to do your, your article?
2: Uh, When I was at his office? No, no, I didn't see any of his family members there then. Okay. They were, they were, um, they were in, Calabasas at home. I know because he he talked to Kim and some of the other household staff a few times.
1: Um, and I guess moving, you know, whatever you gathered in your conversations about Kanye, what do you think is next for Kanye moving forward, fashion wise? Like, what does he have planned next?
2: Um, I mean, he didn't tell me. I didn't ask him about it. This whole collection came together so weirdly and so quickly. It was just like a head spin. I had literally no idea that there would be a collection or a fashion show when I start, when, you know, once I, I was told you in the fall, I sort of decided, oh, I want to write about this. And the idea was I'm going to write about why on earth this guy is, keeps banging his head against the wall going, I want to do fashion. I want to do fashion. And nobody says, we want you to do fashion, but he's going to do it yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, and then like, so we, then I start reporting it. I'm going to Sunday services. I'm getting to know his team. And, and, um, and then suddenly it's like, boom, I'm going to have a fashion show. I've got to do a collection in nine days. It was a little longer than that, actually. But like literally fewer than three weeks, that whole thing came together. Um, so um, now I totally forgot where I was going. Oh, next, what's next? I think that um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went out to try to get some investors. That I'm not saying that's going to happen. I didn't see any evidence of that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think he clearly wants to grow the Yeezy brand. Um, And I think, you know, he clearly wants to continue doing more collections. I I would not anticipate that he'll do them on any kind of a regular fashion schedule that's Mm -hmm. been traditional in the past. I think he'll do them when he... Damn well pleases, and put on that, by the way, because the, you know the fashions. There's just too many clothes and too many collections, and it's not it's not economically sustainable. So that should even without COVID 19. um And I think that we now know what the easy look is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Kanye is not going to do tailored suit wear for the office. He's it's definitely going to be this sort of homemade. I mean, the stuff, that, the, 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 the stitching and everything that he does, it almost looks like somebody did it at home in their living room. But it's intentional to look like that. He, mm-hmm. he wants that sort of space age pioneer look. And I would certainly anticipate that we'll continue to see that. We'll continue to see those colors because that's what he does.
1: Hmm. What's a conversation that we should be having about Kanye that hasn't really been had yet?
2: Is there a conversation
1: that hasn't, <laughs> That has been had,
2: Well, <laughs> you would a have the insight. About Kanye, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding? I know.
1: What do we need to be talking <laughs> about?
2: Oh, I don't. You know, I don't. It seems to me that his the merest hiccup gets discussed. You know, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. But people are fixated on the. You know, he's and he's a personality, so people get fixated on this. So you know, it's it's. Kanye and Trump, it's Kanye and Taylor Swift. These like, are themes that keep coming back. Um, people are so ready to be outraged. I actually had to, after the, after the Wall Street Journal magazine piece published a couple weeks ago, my, it was so disappointing to look at my own Twitter feeds oh, and, and the, the haters that came Welcome out. Welcome to my you know, life oh my God. And, and and then there's the fans. And so then the haters are taking on the fans and the fans are taking on the haters and everybody's been so insulting to each other. And these sort of threads would go off. I just said to stop looking. Um, yeah. Because, it, you know, it, it was a lesson for me. And I can't imagine how you deal with that every week because it, you know, people are, are making these assumptions that are pretty intense about a person that they've never Matt or talked with and i think we so i guess i would say is i think that what's missing from the conversation about kanye is just talking about him as a human being um who you know he's so famous now that if he lifts his little finger people write about it and <laughs> talk about it but you know he's trying to eat good food and be healthy and he's mm-hmm. trying to raise his kids um and he like really enjoys the rough and tumble of four little kids all, all over the house and getting in arguments with each other and um I, but then you know the thing is is that if you talk about that and write about that then it's it sort of then it's no more it's you know it's another one of these sort of silly celebrity profiles where they invite right. somebody in to write about this stuff i don't know i don't know how you really. I don't know how you talk about Kanye in a way that people sort of calm down and say, this is a man, Mm -hmm. you know, a normal man.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all the questions I have. And typically we end the show with asking your top five favorite Kanye songs, but I'm not going to do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because... That would be painful.
2: Edward um, I couldn't name five Kanye. Songs. <laughs>
1: Can you even name five Kanye sounds? How about that? Let's play this game.
2: Okay, I cannot. The, the answer is short. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't even know Gold Digger?
2: Well, if you say it, then I recognize it. Oh,
1: okay. It's okay, a fun game.
2: And, yeah, to, but just to just sit and name them. Okay,
1: here's a fun game I'll name a song, and you tell me if it is or isn't a Kanye song.
2: Oh, this is okay. terrible. I'm going to be so embarrassed.
1: Okay, stronger. <laughs> I don't know. But yes or no, those are your two options. Sorry, yeah, I don't know is not an option. No. It is, it's a very famous one actually. Uh, um, <laughs> my name is Kanye West and I'm here to say it's fun to rap in a Kanye West way. That's true. No, that is not a good
2: <laughs> Oh my God, see, I told you.
1: I okay. I literally we'll you.
2: am not, um, a, I'm just not <laughs> familiar with his music. Yeah. Uh, now well, you know. I did not. I was literally interested in the man in writing this yeah. piece, and not writing out of a a, a, a point of view of fandom.
1: <laughs> well, you wrote a great article. I was able to read it before the Wall Street Journal uh, subscriber blocked me. You know the the little thing that pops up. Oh. Sure. <laughs> I was able to get my one Wall Street Journal article in this month, so I got to read it. And you wrote a great article. So. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. And yeah, that's all we have for now. But until next time, stay wavy.
2: <laughs> Very good. This was a pleasure. You have a great, and stay safe. Stay safe <laughs> and healthy these days. Absolutely. And I am
0: and they okay. ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol for the So get your ass up off the wall.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.